today on Transforming Lives. Amen. The healing power that was released in Jesus' life 2,000 years ago when he walked the face of the height, he is still doing it. Never stop. It did not diminish. It continues. Amen. And we as believers need to embrace the word of God and the commission of God in our lives and step out in faith and believe that God wants to do in us that which he did. When Jesus was, was on the face of the eye, the Bible tells us he opened the blind eyes, he unstopped. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Open your Bibles, please, to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Amen. Let's stand and let us read together. We want to read from verses 12 to 14. John chapter 14, verses 12 to 14. And the kind of two we'll all read together. Amen. One, two. Most assuredly I say unto you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do. Because I go to my Father, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Holy Spirit, we invite you, come and take complete control. Minister to us and through us. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Lord, we thank you for your people. Give them eyes to, under, uh, um, eyes to see, minds to understand, wills to obey, and hearts to believe. We give you all the glory, all the honor, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We are continuing our series on um, the power of God is present to heal. Um, the last time we minister, we share with you on the eighth principle of healing, and that is Jesus bore our sins and sicknesses. We share with you four reasons why Jesus bore our sins and sicknesses. We told you that Jesus Christ came to save and to heal. Number two, we told you that Jesus fulfills Isaiah, fulfilled Isaiah's prophecy. We told you, number three, that the curse has been broken. And number four, we told you that it is finished. Today, we want to share with you on the ninth principle of healing. And that is healing in Jesus' name. Say it with me. Say healing, healing. in Jesus' name. We want to share with you four reasons why healing is in Jesus' name. There are multitudes were healed in Jesus' name. You are called to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You have been given the power and authority to heal the sick and activating the power and authority in Jesus' name. 
Now, we've been teaching, and you know, on uh, Wednesday, we will kind of like review again because we'll be ending our series. We'll be beginning another series on the Holy Spirit and His power in our lives um, and how we as believers can begin to um, experience what the, all that the Holy Spirit wants to do in us and how to know Him, how to cultivate that fellowship with Him. But I, uh, um, on Wednesday, we we'll do another review just to capture everything that we have taught so far. But this part, today particularly, and Wednesday, we want to zero in concerning what you, your responsibility as a child of God, to do concerning healing. Because Jesus, when he was on this earth, he healed the sick. And when he left, he gave us the commission to continue his work. That means the work of God cannot be done if we don't do our part. Okay? I think I shared here before um, that um, it, it's, a, it's just a, 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 a hypothetical uh, um, story that um, they said that Jesus went to heaven after his resurrection and um, the angels came about around him and they welcomed him and they said to Jesus, um, what next? Jesus said, well, I did what I was supposed to do for, for God and for people, and I left instruction with my disciples to continue the work. And the angel said, who? The disciples? I mean, you're talking about those who ran away and denied you. He said, yes. And then the angels came, all of them, they said, well, do we have another plan? Jesus said, there is no plan B. And they said to, to Jesus, what if the disciples fail? He said, well, that's it. Amen. So if we fail, God fail. There's no other plan. God is not sending angels to do what he commissioned us to do. Amen. And I really do believe that if you get these principles, if you haven't had the privilege to listen to these messages, you can go on our, any one of our social media or on our website. You can get it. You can download it. You can listen to it over and over, but I really do believe if you get these principles in your spirit, you can be used by God to lay hands on the sick and heal them. You can walk in divine health yourself, and you can minister to your family and to people who need healing. God is depending on you. And so today I want to particularly um, challenge us and give you tools in your hand on how you, as an as a believer, can experience the power of God in your life. We have seen it in our own lives, and we want to see more. That's why we are pressing into this. Amen. But we want to encourage you to press into God. Amen. So that you can be used by God to bring about that which God wants to do. Amen. Hallelujah. So the four the the, the, the four prints uh, reasons we share. With you is that uh, 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 let's let's go to each one of them. We told you multitudes were healing Jesus' name. You are called to lay your hands on the sick and see them recover. You have been given power and authority to heal the sick and activating the power and authority in Jesus' name. So let's look at each one of them. Number one, uh, multitudes were healed in Jesus' name. Now, after Jesus rose from the dead. The disciples went out and did what Jesus commissioned them to do. God's healing power is still 
flowing today. Amen. The healing power that was released in Jesus' life 2,000 years ago when he walked the face of the height, he is still doing it. Never stop. It did not diminish. It continues. Amen. And we as believers need to embrace the word of God and the commission of God in our lives and step out in faith and believe that God wants to do in us that which he did. When Jesus was was on the face of the eye, the Bible tells us he opened the blind eyes, he unstopped the deaf ears, he caused the lame to walk, he caused the dead to be raised from the dead, he healed all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases and delivered people from demonic bondages. And he wants us to continue to do that now. Say it with me, say Jesus, Jesus wants us, the church, to continue in his miraculous healing and deliverance. Say it again, say Jesus wants me as a part of his church to continue the work that he started to manifest the healing power of God. Jesus is depending on us. You see, it is true that we are not experiencing the full manifestation of God's power in our lives or in the church today. But it is still present. And it is still possible for us to press in. Jesus did not diminish. The Holy Spirit that was upon Jesus and moved in his life, that caused him to heal, deliver, and minister, did not diminish in his power. The Holy Spirit that flowed upon the disciples during the early church that caused multitude to come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ did not diminish in his power. He is still here. The power of God is still present. The Holy Spirit is the same God. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. In fact, uh, Bill said it this way. He said, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man. And he should change his mind. He does not change. God said to the uh, Israelites in Malachi, he said, I am the Lord, I do not change. Amen. Amen. God is the same. We need to focus on the anointing and the power of God that God, Jesus gave us. The Bible tells us that when he was leaving, he gave us the authority to use his name. In the passage we read, Jesus said it this way. He said, the works that I do, you shall do also in greater works than these shall you do because I am going to the Father. And whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, I will do it. Amen. Say it with me. So whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, I will do it. That is Jesus' promise to us, to every believer. He said the works that he did, we can do. And whatsoever we ask the Father in his name, we can do it. It seems as if Jesus gave us a blank check. Now I want you to really pay attention and to uh, um, allow these words to take roots in your heart. And don't allow it to just pass over you. Because this is very critical to your life. And it's very critical to you doing that which God wants you to do. Whatever you ask the Father in the name of Jesus, He said He would do it. 
Say Amen. Amen. Say Amen. The name of Jesus is all-powerful, is indestructible, is unchanging. He cannot fail. When you use the name of Jesus, it's as if Jesus himself is standing there doing the work. And he said it this way. He said, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So when we do that which Jesus is asking us, by using his name, God is glorified. Say hallelujah. When we look at the early church, we see a vibrant force. The, church, the, the, the early church understood the power and the authority in the name of Jesus. And they went forth believing that God was going to do what he says he was going to do. And they experienced the power of God. The Bible tells us that, that, that during the early church, the, the, the people brought people in, the, in their beds and in their crutches and they laid them in the street so that the shadow of Peter, as he passed by, they fall upon the multitude. And the Bible tells us that all who were sick were healed. In Acts chapter 5 verse 12, the Bible says, And through the hands of the apostles, Many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And in verse 14 it says, And the believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick into the streets, and laid them on beds and coaches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them, and also multitude gathered from all the surrounding cities in Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by evil spirits, and they were all healed. Say all. Oh. Say all. Oh. The Bible tells us that the believers understood the power and the authority that Jesus gave them, and the people saw the manifestation of the power of God, and they brought the sick, and they were healed. God wants to use you to be an instrument and a channel where people can come and experience the power of God and the grace of God. Look at verse 16. Multitudes were healed, and all of them were healed. Jesus is still doing that today. The Bible tells us that God wants his church to be our healing center where the suffering and the sick can come and be healed and delivered from the oppression of Satan. The Bible also tells us concerning the life of Peter that Peter, when he and John went to the gate of a beautiful and he saw a man who had been sick for 38 years, and Peter prayed for the man and God healed him. Amen. The Bible also tells us that Peter prayed for Aeneas who was sick, with, he was paralyzed for eight years, and God healed him. Peter raised Dorcas from the dead, and she was restored to the believers. Also, the Bible tells us in the life of Paul, that mighty miracles were done in the life of Paul. That even aprons and handkerchiefs were sent from him, and many who they laid his handkerchiefs on were healed. And the evil spirits were cast out. Amen. God manifested mightily in the lives 
of people. In Acts chapter 19 verse 11 the Bible says, Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons were brought from the bodies of, uh, from his body to the sick, and the disease left them, and the evil spirit went out. Paul also God used mightily in healing. He healed the crippled man from his womb. In Acts chapter 14, verse 8 to 10, he cast out the demon from the girl who was using the spirit of divination. In Acts chapter 16, he raised Eutychus from the dead. In Acts chapter 20, and he healed Pablo's father and the multitude on the island of Melita. In Acts chapter 28, God used the disciples to minister powerfully and bring people to the saving knowledge. And everywhere they went, the power of God was manifested and it not only healed the sick, but it drew people to Jesus. And the multitudes were saved. Second reason why healing is in Jesus' name is because you have been called to lay your hands on the sick and see them recover. Say hallelujah. That is a powerful promise to you. In Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18, Jesus said, These signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. In my name they shall speak with new tongues. In my name they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen? Notice he did not say the pastors, the evangelists, or the teachers, or the prophets. He said, those who believe. Say it with me, those who believe. Amen. If you are a believer, this promise is for you. Jesus said, he who believe, these signs shall follow those who believe. If you are a believer, these signs will follow you. You shall lay your hands on the sick, and they will recover. That's God's intention. God's intention is for you and I, for every believer, to experience the power and the authority of the name of Christ and be able to lay our hands on the sink and see them recover. Amen. It's not any special magic or special anointing. It's because of believing the Word of God. We need to trust the Word of God. You know, most of the time I've seen, even in my own life, and in, 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 in the life of many believers, we look for the spectacular. We want to see the heavens open and all the different things. Amen. But you notice the Bible did not say we are led by the spectacular. The Bible says we are led by the Spirit. Amen. And it's what the Spirit and the Word of God is the more sure prophecy. If the Bible tells us we need to believe the word and we need to stand on the word and we need to apply the word in faith, exercising our authority to allow God to do in us that which he said he would do. Amen. Jesus said, he who believes on me, the works that I do, he shall do also and greater works than these shall you do because I go to my Father. Say greater works. Say greater works. Jesus was saying to those who believe, greater works you should do. 
Amen. Not the special, the pastors or teachers. All of the believers, Jesus said, if you believe, you can do greater works. Amen. Do not discount the anointing of God upon your life. Do not discount what God has promised for you to do. Do not discount or disqualify yourself. Jesus said, if you believe. If you are a believer, you qualify. If you are a believer, it doesn't matter your age, your gender, your, your educational background, your uh, level of anointing. If you are a believer, the Bible tells us, you shall lay your hands on the sick and see them recover. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. I, 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 um, I read a story of Dick Eastman. He's um, the president of Every Home for Christ. He shared a testimony um, um, during the uh, 80s um, when communism was in full swing that God spoke to him. He was, they were praying, he was praying, and God spoke to him to get a flight and go to um, the, uh, um, uh, Germany the, in uh, um, the, the, the Berlin Wall and, and, and lay his hands on the wall and pray and command the wall to come down. Um, and so he's like, get a flight, go to the wall, and speak to the wall, and get back on the flight and come back. He said, what, what is that? He said, I mean, God said, that's what I want you to do. So he got a flight, he went, and he said, according to him, he went, he walked back and forth like most of us when we, when God tells us to do something that seems foolish to us. He said he walked back and forth, and you know, he looked at the wall, he looked at people around, everybody looking at the wall, he looked. And so he ran back, he went to the wall, he put his hands on the wall, he said, wall, come down. And then he ran back and looked at the wall to see if the wall would have come down, and nothing happened. And he said, the Spirit of God said to him, that's done. Go home. Got in the flight and went. Several years after, the war came down. You see, our responsibility is to obey. God's responsibility is to perform the miracle. Say hallelujah. The Bible tells us that the healing power flows through believers. We have Peter, I mean Stephen and Philip. Um, they were ordinary people who God, who served God faithfully and God elevated. But the Bible tells us about Stephen that Stephen was full of faith and power, and he did great wonders and miracles among the people. Amen. About Steve, uh, Philip, the Bible says that the people with one accord when he went to Samaria, and those they uh, um, heed the things that Philip spoke. Hearing and seeing, seeing the miracles which he did for unclean spirits came out crying with loud voice, and many who were possessed with them, and many taken with the palsy, and many lame were healed. They were ordinary, they were not apostles, quote unquote. Ordinary men and women serving God, following God, and God used them mightily. God wants to use you. God wants to use me. God wants to use us. Amen. God wants to use us. You see, Jesus understood the import, importance 
and the power of discipleship. You see, with, with the apostles, if Jesus was only depending on the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers, they, they, we are not many. Hello? But he wants every born-again believer. So that means wherever you are, whether at home, at work, in the church, wherever you are in your community, at the grocery store, you can allow God to move and to bring healing and deliverance to people. That's what he wants to do. And that's what he did. Amen. During the, the first three centuries, that's exactly what the disciples did. They went everywhere. The Bible tells us over and over, God performed mighty miracles in the disciples, among the disciples. And they went everywhere. The, the believers, the apostles taught them. In fact, if you read Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 6, Acts chapter 7, Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 11, you will find out that over and over, wherever the disciples went, the apostles taught the disciples the message of God and what God taught them. And they went and did the work. And they saw the miracles. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com. Mm-hmm.